All right, what's going on? It's the ID84 show live here, episode 211. As always, uh, Adam the Mallet to left here. Tonight we'll have comedian uh, Elon Altman coming on. And uh, I actually met this gentleman almost six years ago at that wedding that I speak about all the time on this show that I said it was the worst experience ever. So there you go. That would be fun. And uh, oh, also mark this day. Today is the 24th of February, the year 2020, year of 2022, the year of the Lord. First day of World War Three. It's also the day after my birthday, which you forgot to wish me happy birthday. Well, your birthday was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it was the 25th. I don't know. I'm just fucking with you. I don't give a fuck. But I just well, want to say 24th. Yeah, remember, I got the same birthday as two people that are just amazing people. I was I was society. thinking that day was the 25th. How come nothing came up on Facebook for you? I don't. Any of I must do social media. Well, then I owe you a drink. We'll go out. Uh, well, I guess we can't go tomorrow. We're not. We're having a snow day. Well, I'll go Monday. 39 years young. Just wait till next Friday. Well, you can do that, too. Yeah, oh, Friday's well, happy late birthday. Thank you. 39 years young. Yeah, at least it wasn't the 40th. That really felt bad. If that was the case, I'd be like, oh, fuck. Mr. the big yeah, one. That's 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 bad. Ooh, yeah. that's like next year. No. Fucking hey. That's scary. My buddy Anthony just turned 40. And I was like, damn. But that's damn it, Artie. You know what's scarier? Is uh, this world right now because ooh. the 20s have been fucking horrible. Right. So the real 20s. 20 the real 20s. Yeah, yeah, but the 20s back in like 1900 were horrible too. Horrible. Like 2020 comes around right. and then it's COVID, 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 COVID. And then COVID lets up. And now we got to think about fucking war. Like what next? What do you want to do next? We're going to go asteroids. You're going to throw an asteroid our way. Is that next? Oh, how about El Nino hasn't fucked with us? We're going to get like super El Nino. So it's going to We haven't had El Nino since like 1998. I remember when I was in Spanish class in middle school, that was a big thing we were talking about. We were talking about El Nino in my Spanish teacher who hated me was the only person to ever give me a D ever. He actually gave me a D minus and put a note. I should have failed you, but I didn't want to have to see you next year. Um, who later on became my 12th grade Italian teacher. Teacher. Um, he we kept we kept talking about El Nino and the whole that means the baby and it's a thing that happens. And... Can't we just catch a break? Just one year. This one really good year. Can we please have a break? Like, right. what's next? Like, how about a carrot top Polly Shore Christmas special? That's going to end the year. That'll end it. <laughs> would you rather that? What, what would be worse, that or a um, that Corey Feldman song we heard today? I'm a comeback, comeback king. And was that stuck in your head all day? Because yes, Corey, yeah, mine too. I was like, I'm and, a comeback king. Corey, first of all, in order to be a, a comeback king, you have to go away. You never go away. Well, that's the problem. Right. Or like, yeah. you have to like be huge. Yeah, like, well, and then like, even like simber a little bit. And then yes. boom. But he's Music always had the kid peaked at 15. Quite and he's 50. That's 35 years of mediocrity. That, but here's the thing the, it's obvious he has too many yes people around him. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you ever became that delusional, Artie, where you're like, I'm going to do anything that was just, I'd be like, you're, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> he's having people tell him that's a good idea. This video, right. Corey, great idea. Right. Is anybody stopping him? Because the poor sap is probably paying him to do like advice. Like, you know what I mean? Like she's the he's the she's the social media director for uh, Corey Feldman Industries. 
and I looked up his net worth and it was like it's like a million dollars. I was just about to. Yeah, and that's like his net. So that means like say he owns a half a million dollar house. That means half his net worth is his house. And oh, it's sad. Well, I I was reading up on the other the other Corey. What was it? Corey um Ham, Corey Ham. Yeah, yeah. He uh his net worth when he died was a thousand dollars. It's like sad. Like these guys were like the big well, kind of before our time. We were still little when they were making their movies, yeah. but classic movies, you know? And now he's and like he claims Corey Feldman claims he's never been touched by Michael Jackson. He says that he's like, I've never been touched by him. But like he like when he sings and he dances and even the outfit he was wearing in the comeback key and music video, it's like it's the red leather jacket that like yeah, I think that like Michael Jackson wore through one of the music videos. And even his hair when Michael Jackson was old. right, and then the, the glove, glove and he's the doing glove. yeah, like, it's weird, it's creepy. Like, Michael Jackson kind of looked robotic when he did it, so it was kind of cool. He's like, Ooh, Corey Feldman looks like a car with a bad carburetor skitting on the highway. <laughs> I know, I'm watching him in that video, like get low, kind of do some yeah. choreography, and it's just it's embarrassing. So like, it's you just, get, I don't know if you've seen the other song that came out like five years ago. He did. Did you see the one that he performed on, like the morning show? Did you see that performance? Yeah. So you get to look at the music video. So he tried to do the um, Martin Scorsese one uh, shot through the whole movie, through the human music video. Oh, I don't. Geez. I forget the name of the song. And it starts off. He's in bed with like these supermodels, and he goes through. He like so the whole thing's filmed in his house, and he's like doing a bunch of shit in his house, and then like the ends with him going back in bed with his supermodel girlfriend. It's, but the whole time he's doing like Michael Jackson dancing. That's starting to sound familiar. Yeah, but the yeah. song is so catchy. It's uh, it's almost as catchy as Comeback Kid. I wonder if it's as bad as Stitches. I like Stitches though. Actually, the it's rapper Stitches. Kid, right? Yes, not King. I was thinking it was King. And uh, in Combat Comeback Kid, no Combat King. He's the Comeback come King. Comeback Kid. That's Kid or King. Comeback Kid. Oh yeah. Cut. Oh, come back, King. You're right. It is yeah, King. Yeah. You know why? Because yeah. Dr. Dre's son's in the music video and he puts a crown on to it like, like a king. He was crowned. So I guess, all right, there you go. That's something to uh I'm like, come back, come back. You guys should download it. It was released Check on 2222. Uh, as I was saying, it would have been it's great if like you think it's a parody, but the problem is he's oh, being for real. Right. Like this is if you were said, hey, let's do like a Saturday night, well, even say like a Saturday night life skit on like a michael jackson music video when like michael jackson was like no and you could do this shitty kind of yeah yeah the songs are he's got some catchy songs though they're terrible songs but they're like i don't know i prefer stitches though he just likes to rap about doing cocaine and selling selling guns yeah it's an easy thing to do he's got a christmas album called cocaine holiday (laughs) (laughs) it looks like snow just pouring on him it's great I'm the comeback, comeback kid. Not yet. Okay. Still waiting, I guess. I thought maybe. Have you ever seen one of Stitch's videos? I think I showed you once. Yeah, I think so. They're not very good. They're, they're great. I think they're fucking amazing. The quality, then, like, you did, like, an old, like, uh, flip phone back in the day. <laughs> oh, no. Is this the guy with the really. Well, maybe. Hold on. He's got tattoos like no, he's got like well, oh, so he's Post Malone, but this guy's got like tattoos. Oh yeah, years. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he's not the comeback king though. No, that. he's not the comeback king at all. Yeah, imagine having that many yes men. That's kind of like uncomfortable. That's what I'm saying, yeah, I mean it is. Like if you ever got that delusional, I'd tell you you're being fucking stupid. Right. <laughs> like that's like kind of like, like these people that like 
hire all these people around them to work for them, like celebrities and stuff like that. And like, they just suck them dry. Mm. And, like no one's had a conversation with these people. Like you, you don't need this type of person. Like you don't need this. You don't need an assistant to the general manager of your life. Yeah. Like it's like, you, you know? Yeah. You have to like ride an addict. Like you most of them become addicts and it's like, no, you can get up on stage, just have another drink. And they're like, yeah. you know, they become their little source of income and a puppet. It's fucked yeah. up. It is actually pretty fucked up. I think I have to reset this. So another one of my uh, favorite uh, radio people have just got canceled. Just read the news today. And it's kind of his fault because he, I read what he said and I was like pretty dumb. Uh, So I'm a big fan of the truck driver station on Sirius XM. I like listening to truck drivers. Yeah. XM 174. Roll. uh, It's like trucking network or something like that. Mm-hmm. Road dog trucking work. There was this guy named Kevin Rutherford. Kevin Rutherford. 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 Yeah, and he had ran a website called Let's Truck. dot com, mm-hmm. and uh, he has like bald head and these little glasses. So he used to do a show on um, well, he used to do a show on XM, but his shows would basically be pretty funny because you. I guess they weren't funny at all. They were like informative news shows for trucks. I, so I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, his shows are really good. <laughs> you're talking about diets and he, he had keto and stuff. And you're talking about like coca, which is like this like chocolate shit that he used to eat. That was like mm-hmm. coke. I don't know. But anyways, hmm. I, he, it was his own fault. Because there's certain things you could say that you, it's like even someone who's like, yeah, you should be able to say whatever you want, but you can't. Re- oh, you really shouldn't say that. Not because you, it's against the law, but, but it's because it could be dangerous. Some congressman in Arizona said that when the trucks start this convoy next week around D.C., allegedly it's going to happen. Someone can't. I don't know if it's really true it up, but he says that all the trucks should be impounded and given away to immigrants who are something that need trucks. And the guy on the radio pretty much said someone should go to his house and shoot him in the head. Who's a you really you can't really say that about a Congress person? Yeah, that's probably not a good idea. Like that's like, oh man. Then he's like, I got fired. And everyone's like, Yeah, we we pretty much seen that coming. Like we don't agree with it, but like, uh, you know, mm. it happens. It does I mean they did that? Uh, they fired Anthony Cumia from XM for going on a Twitter rant and had Twitter had nothing to do with serious XM. So is a fascinating place now we, we were looking at the comeback keys i was i was a minute ago and i was looking up kevin rutherford and then oh, i got yeah. lost in ukraine yeah i know the two i think yeah, kevin rutherford's from ukraine so that'd be interesting oh i will say though russia suffered the fifth worst uh stock market day in history really today in yeah. the history of their country or global history of their market like history of yeah. all of markets like russia's yeah. market today stock market tumbled like over t- almost 30 percent. i think yeah i see because the, the the currency um exchange rate was dropping like a fucking you know fall uh where i'm looking for it right now they were showing a chart as it like being like the fifth worst in history yeah with, uh the worst actually being like i would say like argentina 1990 something like that so, but you know they'll recover. They're too big of a country to be like hit. Like you know, you know what I mean. It's like it's a big blow. Yeah. It's like yeah. if that was to like a small little country, it would be like you'd wipe it off the freaking face of the planet. Yeah. It is interesting that they took over Chernobyl. <laughs> yeah. So I guess there was a plant close by that they wanted to take. Yeah, it wasn't that exact. Plant. No. Yeah, it's like close, but yeah, it was in the area. 
so they, they took that over and they were saying these like the Russians were just like plowing through the no like enter zone of Chernobyl, not because no one wants anyone there because you could die of radiation poisoning. Yeah, I know they have been exchanging gunfire over there. That's the thing. Yeah, and, they're penetrating. And, the, they say the dome could be penetrated. Which yeah, they're worried about that. Down. They're also worried about kicking up just radioactive dust on the ground right. from running. You know. Yeah. yeah, it's like what the fuck. Like it's, it's, I don't know. That seems like a common sense maneuver not to do, right? Like, hey, let's stay away from the the, the di- giant area that's technically a nuclear power plant. Well, I mean, by seizing it, you could end up using it as a weapon, or at least yeah, threaten so. to use it as a weapon, whether you're bluffing or not. You know, you, you think there's like stored uranium still there? I mean, they could just let some of the air out. I mean, really, there's a lot of shit that too. Yeah, let it get into the water. There's a lot. That yeah. But I don't know if that like benefits them with the air because the wind usually goes easterly. So you just yeah. kill everyone in Russia and China. <laughs> well, they're not that they like, kill their own people. They're like, <laughs> what the fuck did we do? Like we thought the wind was gonna change. We set up then these big fans, these big windmills from uh, from Holland to blow in the air this way, so we can blow it that way. <laughs> I mean, I, realistically, I guess sanctions are really the only thing you could do. I mean, I don't like the argument that like it's it is true when some when they say like oh sanctions just hurt the people. Yeah, um, so do bombs, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, well, it's just kind of a matter of you know trying to hurt somebody without actually killing people. It also know? seems it's like the less of like the two evils. Like, let's uh, financially hurt them so we don't actually kill them, so there's still a chance for them to bounce back. Yeah, yeah so we don't kill the public. You right. know, we want to hurt the, the infrastructure. You know? Right. So, oh, I guess should we bring in that guest? We should. Let's bring him in. Bring him in, brother. Here we come, loading, loading. Hey, hey. how are you, Lonnie? How you doing? Doing good. Hey, Artie. Long time no see. Yeah, I'm used to seeing you in a tuxedo. Yes, yelling at or something like that. Something like that. Yes, Elon Altman. How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing good. I brought my legal team with me. Like like OJ, how do you legal? That doesn't look like they're succeeding. <laughs> I use this as a background for like Zoom comedy shows. When it's like a bad joke, they're just like, "Oh god, <laughs> it's the greatest picture nice. ever." Poor OJ, he looks so upset in that picture. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, what do you think he's thinking about? He's like, "Oh damn!" He's like, "I gotta, I gotta sell that condo now." I'm next thing. <laughs> I'm missing my tea time for this. Damn it. Yes, <laughs> we could just go back to those days. Those problems seem so trivial compared to what's going on in the world these days, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Now, now OJ's on the front lines in Ukraine defending <laughs> our freedom. He's flying over of Dennis Rodman. They're going to be talking about stuff. <laughs> like, hey, we're here. We're going to make peace. <laughs> well, me and Elon met. Uh, yes, it was uh, what, almost. Do you know it was almost six years ago? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, or seven, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, six and a half. I don't know, yeah, man. It's like uh, 2015, right? Like September. Yeah. And this is the wedding I talk about that. Uh, this is, this is, I did you go down with, you with a girlfriend or you have a friend? I forget your situation. I'm married. I, I was just newly married when, oh. when that wedding. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well. I'm so, Adam, by the way. It's Adam. Oh, hey, Adam. <laughs> yeah. Adam, Adam is my wife now that, uh, there you go. <laughs> surprise reveal. Okay. So that's the situation. So, me, yeah. I, I went down on uh, with the uh, I was a girl I was dating. She was a flight attendant, and yeah. um, I think we broke up the next day. Like all the way home, it was just it was one of those things. It was really good. I was like, I always remember like I was the guy. Like, hey, I didn't have a really good time that night. Was that the one we, that pushed you out of the car? That was one of them. There's two of them okay. that pushed me out of the car. Oh, okay. <laughs> like a moving car? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it happens. Yeah. We can't do. 
It does happen. Yes. Yeah, I remember that wedding being really fun because like you and me were both like fish out of water there because it was a weird wedding. Um, right. Yeah, we, we didn't know anyone. It was just like in the middle yeah. of Sarasota, Florida. I was like, it's like, hey. It's, that's like, I feel like when you're an adult, like yeah, that's the only way you can make friends now is guys like who are just like at weddings against their will. Yeah. And like they latch on to each other. And for three hours, you become like best friends and then you never see each other again. And that's right. okay. That's happens like so many. It's like that's a very common thing to have. Like you go or you go on a bachelor party with a bunch of guys you don't know, and you guys are like the best brothers that ever lived that entire weekend, and you may never speak get to each other. They, and weddings like it's survival. Like you just like you're looking around like who else is here with me in the same situation? And the, this is a group of people just in the corner, just like you're like oh that's the. <laughs> so how was this wedding exactly? I hear about this wedding, and you guys just talk about how great the what. So what happened during this wedding? It was um, it had like a circus theme to it. It was at this outdoor. Uh, it was like this fancy mansion from like the 1920s. Yeah, like was, the, Ring- the Ringling Brothers owned it back in the day. Something like that. Yeah, right. The Ringling Brothers are like the biggest big shots in Sarasota, Florida. So like they have a circus museum and they have this mansion. And so this mansion is a site of many weddings. And so uh, the, the bride, who's one of my, my wife's best friends from childhood, she she likes the circus and stuff like that. So she had all these like performers who were like, you know, on ribbons up in the air. And like, you know, like at weddings where they'll, they'll have the place cards where you find out what table you sit at. At this wedding, it was all the place cards were on this woman's dress and you would pull it off the dress one at a time. So by the end, she just had like wire around her. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, that sounds like that sounds really cool. Actually, though. sounds like it was a good time. Yeah, I, yeah. I was having a good time. So I was getting yelled at in the pocket lot by the girl I was with. That was fun. I think you were spending too much time with me and she felt like you weren't doing your job as the boyfriend. <laughs> I drank so many <laughs> gin tonics that night. I was yeah. like black eye. And the problem was like I had gotten there like the day before. And um the girl I was with was doing all the flowers and stuff too. They, I don't remember going up to the room the night before. And there was like a big giant florist thing going on up there. I thought it was it was they were like building like sounds familiar. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. So she was like up all night building all the flowers and stuff like this. And then I was like I was unable to do anything because I had got, drank and had a few cocktails. You know, I mean, sometimes you get over, you get overserved. You know, so this this was the last time you guys saw each other. Yeah, it was the only time yeah. we met. It was the first time. We, oh, okay. yeah, that's it. Right. He's like, oh, you just stand up and <laughs> okay. you walk. So you're still in just one special right? night, right? Damn. So what do you what have you been doing, Elon? These last six years, I've been living in New York City. That's where I'm from. Been doing stand up comedy. Sweet. That's it. You're coming up hey, to Boston it- next week, though, right? You said so. What- yeah, I'm shipping up to Boston, just like that famous song by the Beatles. <laughs> I believe. I'm, I think that's who it was. You're close. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, uh, I'm headlining Nick's Comedy Stop March 4th and 5th. Awesome. Nick's is cool. Now uh, I did Nick's. Oh God, five six years ago, and uh, like on a Halloween night special and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Like you walk. It's like this old underneath the um the orthium or the wing theater so it's like the whole basement of the whole entire place it's really really cool now it's now it's different i was there in november it's like it's above some dance club not in the basement oh, it's they moved it's it upstairs yeah and it looks like a nightclub you're in like a kind of like a, it looks like a swimming pool right and you're standing well above all the people but when i was there it was like i don't know the, the nightclub below was having like an underage party <laughs> night so it was like a lot of 16 year olds dancing oh, and you God, just hear like the bass thumping while you're trying to do your set I um yeah, yeah the stupid laugh that that teen girl laugh like in the background. Oh my god, I, I, it's my twenty first birthday. Ah! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh god, there's nothing more annoying than that. And like a lot of those places have like a have, have like a bathroom that's like centrally located, so you have people coming downstairs like using the 
<laughs> yeah, Knicks literally has been like in every location in Boston. They'll have like a lease for like five or six years and they'll move and go to another place, move to go to another place. But it's all like in the same neighborhood, which is pretty interesting. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's like they're like the, they're gypsies, the gypsies of comedy. They, yeah, they get like, kicked out because they don't pay their rent. Right, right. They're like stiffing them. It's only on the rent. We'll go to the next theater down the street. Like, yeah, we'll take in. That's a good club. <laughs> That's, uh, well, yeah. they're not they're not going to pay their rent with my weekend unless we get we sell a lot of tickets. <laughs> you said I don't, what, I don't think was, what March six? You said right? Uh, fourth and fifth. Well, uh, fourth and fifth. Yeah, you go. That's oh, hey Adam, we should go. We should come on out. We're we're free back in Boston. They got rid of twenty all bucks. We're heading into a recession. No, I got a code. It's only nineteen fifty. Oh shit! Will <laughs> <laughs> you uh are you perform if anyone local around here or? I don't know. I'm bringing up an opener from New York, um, but I'm not sure if there's other people, like probably one or two other comics on the show that are local. Nice. nice. I was going to say, I wonder if there's anyone we know. We have a big fan of the show, Don Zolo. I don't know if you met him. He's a local North Shore guy up here, comedian. No, I don't know too many Boston comics uh, that are in Boston, but I did the, the, the Boston Comedy Festival back in November, so I met a few uh, locals. They were very funny. It's a good scene. How did they do it this year? Was it, it wasn't virtual though. It was like what a minimum crowd or something like that. They had set up. And it was only a minimal crowd because of uh, slow sales, but uh, (laughs) no, it was, it was good. It was live. I think last year's was online, which looked terrible. This one was live um, in uh, Somerville. That's right. They did it at the uh, Roxy. Does that sound familiar? The Roxy theater. It's like a small. Yeah. Maybe put a square, put a, uh, one of those Davis Square is. Yeah, it's on that strip with like all these little restaurants and bars yeah. and stuff. So it probably sat like 150 people. It was pretty cool. So they had you know a few different rounds of it. You like they have judging it, so you go through each round. And then the finals was in the Somerville Theater, which was a nice big venue. Yeah, it's a nice place. That's cool. Yeah, that's one thing that at Boston that I enjoyed going a few years back was just like the the whole comedy festival it was like a whole week long, but. They had a few like um, Improv Boston and Cambridge. They, they were open. They closed down. I guess they found a new place, but they used to host a couple nights of the um, of the comedy festival, too. And it was just you could just bounce around for the entire week and just see like all these cool people just in town, just hanging out. And... Yeah, it had less of that because I think people were still like weird about COVID. So like, yeah. even though the show live, there was not like a thing set up for the comics to hang in between shows or anything like right. that. But yeah, I've been to bad festivals. Like I was at this one in, in Louisville, Kentucky, like seven years ago. And when we got to the club, like a bunch of us flew in from New York. People came from all over the country. When we got there, the club was like, oh, is that this weekend? Like they had no idea this was happening. Oh shit! And so like instead, of, they didn't even have multiple stages. So they had like their one showroom and then they used like their bar. They just set up like 10 chairs and they were like, this will be stage two. God. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, worse. I flew to Kentucky for this. And that's, nothing's worse than doing like a, sh- a, sh- a show in a bar. Like when people are sitting there, like no one has any interest rate pretty much for you listening to comedy, especially when you hijack, they don't know it's like a open mic night and they're just sitting there having their buy a bunch of guys from the factories and they look over. And it's like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Those ambush shows are just like, I feel bad for them. I don't want to be there either. <laughs> it's like, a, so it was, we, I used to host one at this bar I work at and uh, it's a Mexican restaurant attached to a hotel, which basically gets a lot of tourists or like some like, you know, old people flying out before they go to Florida for the week so they can park their car there for a discounted rate. And uh, yeah. we do these like ambush shows and they'd just be like sitting there trying to eat their like quesadilla. We're like, what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> like, why is he <laughs> telling dick jokes in the corner? I thought it was like, a nice meal and a nice rest for the airport. <laughs> Elon, I got a question for you. Um, yeah. Your profile says you were a contributing writer for the Comedy Central roast of Alec Baldwin. 
And I've, I've always been curious with like roasts like that. I obviously, I know there's writers that write the jokes for the celebrities that go on stage, but every once in a while, do like they just kind of go off and like say something that isn't written for them and like just totally screw it up? Like how often do they slip something in that's theirs? Yeah, I, so I don't know that because I wasn't at the taping. So I, I was able to send jokes in to uh, Jeff Ross and he and one of mine got on the air. Oh, nice. Um, but they have like, there's like a set writer team that's like hired for the show that does write for the celebrities because like none of those people are funny. No, of course. The ones that, who aren't comics are not funny. So like, you know that like, I don't know, Cloris Leachman or whoever, yeah. these like old ladies but, they bring on. They're, they're not like, they're not cut up the greatest jokes in the world. Oh yeah, it's true. It's being taped. I was going to say, you, I could just see every once in a while some like ego maniac just trying to like going off script and saying something that they would think is funny, but just isn't funny at all. Well, one like, time, <laughs> one that I remember though was uh, when Mike, the situation from the Jersey Shore was doing yes. the roast of Donald Trump. And yeah. you could tell he was trying to like punch up the jokes that the writers had written for him. So like whatever he would say, he would just be like, and that's a situation. And then ah. the cra- he was bombing and he just kept yeah, trying to that. milk it. And then even Trump was like ripping on him. That's cringe. <laughs> but you, you can tell like the kind of people who like the writers probably hated who were like just being dicks to them, like when they were showing off like what they had written. And, you know, these celebrities are probably like, yeah, don't worry about it. I got this. Like, so the writers wouldn't are going to waste their best jokes on those guys. They're going to give the jokes to the people who are nice to them. Like so. we got this joke from this guy who's at some community college in uh, Roxbury, Mass. And uh, his major's history and decides to write jokes. So here we go. We get that one. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling what is that? Dude, it's all no joke. <laughs> it's our best stuff, we swear. Well, come on, Mike. Mike, the situation. That's interesting. You figure those shows, how long they are, and all the people that come on there, like you, you need a team of writers just to be able to like come up with enough material and research. Mostly the research, because you got to be able to get a nice joke, so you get a nice foundation. You got to do the homework. Nothing's worse than a joke that has no research based on it. Yeah, no, right. Roast jokes, you got to have that research. You got to like look up the the celebrity you're talking about. And like, all right, what did they have any unusual deaths in their family? Did they, uh, you know, any any kind of weird legal trouble, anything about their spouse, any any background that you could use to make fun of them, their movies, whatever. Hmm. Um, But it it takes a lot. Before you uh, came on, we were talking about Corey Feldman. Are you familiar with his work? Well, yeah, actually, when you're talking about ambush shows, I was going to mention how like one time I was doing a show at a bar and the Goonies was on TV to the right of me. And I was like, forget my set. I just want to watch this part because it was like the best part of the movie. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Yes, yeah, so I'm a fan. Yeah, he's, he's coming off a new song. He released it on uh, 2222 or 22222. Um, and it's called The Comeback it's, King. And it's so it, bad. It's... His, um, it, it, we're, because we're talking about people <laughs> that have too many yes men around them yeah. like every time they come up with an idea it's like yeah yeah it's a good idea without giving them any reason like a parent would like sit your kid down and be like hey listen it's probably not a good idea you become a mime and it's you know <laughs> with four years of college under your belt but like but like everyone's telling Corey Feldman yes 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 you gotta do this so he he, he has this music video just came out of a song he wrote allegedly called the comeback king and um in the entire music video, he pretty much acts like Michael Jackson, which is really creepy considering there were some allegations that perhaps there were some inappropriate relations between him and MJ. But we were just talking about how, um, how it's very catchy. 
the song. Been... Oh, no. What if it works? What if he becomes a real star all of a sudden because, because of this? Well, you know what? I was also saying earlier, the 20s have been, our roaring 20s have been fucking horrible. So, like, you know, right. I wouldn't be, if he did become famous because of this, it'd be like, yeah, it sounds about right. <laughs> that would be great because he really would be the comeback king and we would never see it coming. But, like, there is, there is some... <laughs> Some like bizarro universe where this works for him, and all of a sudden he becomes our biggest celebrity. Like somehow he makes a deal with the devil, and he's the best musician ever, and everyone loves him. Well, right? I have a feeling in his mind he already is. So I would actually, I'm kind of jealous. Like I kind of wish I was that delusional. So it's just like ignorance is bliss. If you don't know and you're really that happy, then does it matter? Like, you know? yeah, it's like he's living in the metaverse. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's like his real life. The metaverse is like his his life is the metaverse. It's like, Have oh, either of you guys experienced the metaverse? No, I don't think so. What is it like VR goggles? Yeah, Maybe. right. Is that how the whole system works? I, I'm a little like, I guess it's still like in its primitive like stage. Like, I guess like remember Second Life? Do you remember that bullshit? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like where you go on a website, Online you just kind of go around. And, like, it's like the Sims, but like interactive. So, like that's Sims a version of the metaverse. Like it is. That's technically like the metaverse, and it's like primitiveness. You know, what's it? What's like what does it do? Well, the metaverse is like a. Ter- it's like a term. It's more like being. No, I know. Like, but like, what does it do for you? Like, it's or is it just a game? I mean, I guess it's just kind of your escape from reality. You can meet people from all over the world. It does have its pros. That's not that aren't like you know bad. You know, you can. But I think it'll make people lazy if you're just like, right. living, I mean, it's yes. way better than your real life. If you're like just some big fat slob and then you can be like a supermodel in the metaverse, you're just going to hang out there all the time. Like when that's AIM... like the movie. That's like a movie. That's like the movie Ready Player One. Oh, I thought oh was... yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that? And also uh, Wally had that aspect, too, I think. Well, Everyone was on like some cruise in space and they had lost all their bones because they were just like sitting there being like looking at virtual reality, being fed constantly. Oh, and also you got mail had that same concept. Were adults yeah. being <laughs> that was the metaverse yeah. yeah they were just adults being lazy so they're chit-chatting on aol flirting yeah. and then coincidentally they looked exactly like the same people that were in a movie that came out like five years prior to that called uh sleep lonely and lost was it sleepy little sleep sleep was in seattle, yeah. sleep was seattle. lonely in las vegas yeah. <laughs> now, that's just me every time i go there <laughs> but i would say like the metaverse would be like it's basically like that. You go into a chat room. And you can look exactly like how many like I used to laugh. I was like 30 lying in chat rooms. I was like, yeah, I'm 65. I know that's what you're looking for. <laughs> you would go older. Oh, yeah. You got to go. Older. I would go into like the, it's like the opposite of to catch a predator. You're a 30 year old pretending yeah, to be yeah. 65. I catch creepy old ladies. It would be like yeah. you go on. And it's like I'm a, a you know, young divorcees, I think, was the group I used to go on all the time. It's like, yeah, young divorcees. So like, yeah, I'm 45 years old. I've been smoking six since I was 15. You can tell by my voice. Um, my husband just left me for a younger model. She's a bleach blonde bimbo. And uh, I'm just looking for some young C. And then I'd be like, well, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. This is, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Nothing short, nothing long term. Quick. You know what I mean? Uh, some like, young c is that short for cock yeah, it would be yes yeah yeah oh, okay <laughs> i don't know these terms in the divorce groups <laughs> I, I can tell time but times are changing like fast like i've said before how i remember back in the day you know asl used to mean you know, age sex location mm. right and i remember i was at like this party not that long like a couple of years ago and someone said asl and i'm like oh age sex location and it was just a conversation a bunch of people were having that i just kind of caught at that time and I'm like, oh, age, sex, location? No, American Sign Language Association. I'm like, 
oh <laughs> <laughs> like that's how much times have changed like i just don't know the abbreviations for shit anymore. i used to so like, like aslp eight sex location do you have a pick and there would be this like super highly pixelated picture you took with like your first realm digital camera <laughs> it was like it was all yeah. it was like looking at one of those like magic eyes you gotta get real close you're like it was but like then, the original picture of Pluto from 1979. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, I think it's round. I don't know. But then like the bots started taking over the chat rooms, right? Eventually, over the years, like bots would start. And then like you could get tricked. Like at yeah, first it was obvious. Chris <laughs> no, but at, first you, at first you might think you're talking to a person and you get like maybe a sentence off. You could carry on for about maybe four sentences before all of a sudden you realize the response back. Wait a minute, it's a bot. You know what I mean? And or a hookah. One of the other. It's like, was there yes. a price involved? No. <laughs> no, it was Amazon gift cards. Send me yeah. Amazon gift cards. Or, well, <laughs> no, they didn't have that yet, but, you know. Well, if there's war going on over there in Russia, there's going to be a shortage of, of uh, mail order brides. What's going to happen? Yeah, what are, what are our American losers going to do? <laughs> what love. do you mean? There's going to be no shortage. We're all going to be trying to get over here. <laughs> That's true. Maybe a surplus. <laughs> they can really be picky and choosy. You'd be on that show Married at First Sight. Or, uh, oh, that show was great. 90 Day Fiance. I love that stuff. It's Did you watch that one, nice. Love on the Spectrum? No. No. It's on, it's on Netflix. It's actually more of like a wholesome one of these kind of shows, but it's okay. about like, yeah, it's from Australia. It's about autistic, like young adults who are trying to date. Yeah. And you don't even realize they're autistic because they just seem like every Australian you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> <laughs> but some of them are like super autistic and some of them are just a little bit and just quirky and funny. And uh, I don't know. You shed do some tears. Them, it's nice. Do, do any of them get like set off with like weird ticks? Like something happens. It's like, I can't be here. Like, I think yeah, I would. Totally. Laughing. Yeah. Oh, no. They're on, they're on a date and then like something snap and they're like, you know. Oh, God, I have to watch this now. I'm going to go to hell. Well, there's also one of the girl who like has that disease where like they they, they stay at like looking at 12 their entire life. But she's really like 22 years old and she has like a high pitch voice and she's all this stuff. And like, but she looks like a, a, a kid, but she's old. And they set her up on dates with guys that never met her before. And it's like, it's fucked up to freak, to freak them out. No, like to like, she's like looking for love and like the people, sh she's showing them pictures and she, they think she's like the person's kid. It's just like, oh. <laughs> like do you imagine like you, she's showing up and this girl's like, Oh, she sounds cool and stuff like this. And she looks like she's like, just got out of like middle school. It's like, didn't you look for Chris Hansen? You're like, Wait a minute, she said 18 on I'm swear to God, I'm not. And then you can't be an ass because you're on television. Right. Because right? you like to feel like that you're duped. So you can't like be ass. So you got to be polite too. She's like 4'2 so. and she weighs like 75 pounds. And they hooked her up with this guy that looked like Vince Wilfork who played for the Patriots. He was like 6'4, okay. 300 pounds, very dark. And he was ready to like, he was like, whoa. He was, he was like, what's going on? And he's like looking around like, this <laughs> tomfoolery. It's funny because like the guy also can't act like he's into this person because then you're on TV and everyone's like, oh, okay, clearly you're a pervert. Up, right, exactly. It's, it's a lose lose situation. Everyone who sees you well with this person, they're like, oh, is that your daughter? I'm like, no, it's my girlfriend. I'm like, oh, it's like an alcoholic drinking like non-alcoholic beer. And you're like, everyone like, yeah. we know you like alcohol. <laughs> yes, it's yes, it's not alcoholic, but we know what you want for real. It's like you get your foot in the line, right? It's like that's the line in the sand. You just kind of like, oh, so close. 17 and 19, nine months. It's like, whoa, okay. <laughs> those shows are actually great because when there's nothing else on TV, typically those networks have like a marathon. So you can really catch up real quickly. 
Yeah, they suck you in. You're just going to watch one. And then like before the ending credits, the next show starts. And you're like, well, OK. So me and Adam actually went to a, a fake wedding um, yeah. where it was going to be like 90 day fiance. That was all being set up. So it was one of my one of our buddies that we uh, we hang out with. He was uh, I mean, his proposition of this Brazilian girl that he worked with. So the Brazilian girl wanted to come to this country. So she needed someone to marry so she can get her citizenship. And then once she was going to get him coming here, she was going to get a divorce so she can bring her real husband over and get him citizenship. So it's this whole long game plan that was going to possibly happen. That never. I did. didn't know that about the other guy. Yeah, it was a whole like a chain thing. So but she had a boyfriend yes. that was like, OK, we'll get to that. So the boyfriend. <laughs> yes. So my buddy's like, you know, this Brazilian girl is interesting. He's like, you know, he's almost 50 at this point. So he's like, yeah, well, she must be into me. And we're like, ah, I don't know, dude. And then she's like, yeah, she had a conversation with me. She's like, she's going to pay me to become a, to help her become a citizen. And uh, we go, OK, he's like, well, you got to come to the wedding. So I was in town anyways for a job interview. So I was like, ah, I guess I had my suit on. Basically, the last time we seen me, I had yeah. on, probably. <laughs> and uh, we, we we went to this thing and there was supposed to be uh, a like a whole situation and uh, it never happened. And he goes, well, she, she says she doesn't have the money. And um she wants to pay me like in payments. I go, uh, you'd probably see one payment and that would be it. Yeah. Yeah. And then well, it, it fell, it fell through. So I, I'm actually a little concerned. I should have checked up on her to see if she's been. I don't know if she's able to stay over here or whatnot. She's so in a cage at the border in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, prophecies. Yeah. Oh my god. No, no, wait, my Brazilian hold husband. On, hold, on. hold on. Let me elaborate on some of what he just said. So <laughs> I, I pick him up at his hotel. We drive on over, right? We get in there. This is like appetizers and stuff. The appetizers are really yeah, good. Yeah, really good. Remember the drink really we were good. drinking that was in the pineapple? He actually it was great. The pineapple. It was great. He put a drink really in. good. That was right? a vessel for the night. It was great. So then we get word that her ex-boyfriend locked himself in the bathroom in her apartment, mm -hmm. right? And we're worried that he's just gonna break out, lose his shit, and like shoot up the place. Oh, yeah, the whole place was crazy. in glass. It was a glass. big glass, like right? everything was glass. Uh -huh. Right in downtown and, Cambridge. And yeah, and then there was the whole payment thing and him saying he hadn't got any payments. And like right. he wasn't even getting laid. Like yeah, I, he wasn't even having sex with her. Like it wasn't even like there was like a sexual he he really was he needed a really better he needed a better negotiator because with his contract sucks. Maybe he's like really old fashioned. He still believed in no sex before marriage, even when it was a sham. <laughs> you know, he, he <laughs> <laughs> no, that much Eric, no sex before marriage. Now. Yeah. I thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same kid when I did college radio. He he came to my radio station and took one of our free college condoms. And I was like, I don't know, bro. We got them for really, really cheap. I wouldn't like bet your life on this condom. And then he took it to uh at the place which was this comedy club called The Vault in Boston. And uh he did a show like on a Thursday night. So we went and he's like He's like, bro, give me like 20 minutes. I met this girl. I'm going to go bang her in the uh, green room. And I'm like, oh, yeah, OK, dude, let's go sit at the bar and have a beer. And then uh, he comes back like 20 minutes later. He's like, he's like, those condoms you gave me weren't very good. And I go, yeah, I told you they were like just like kind of like cheap college promos. They said like the Addy 84 show on wire on them. I got them for like, you know, 25 cents a piece. And I'm like, I wouldn't I told you I wouldn't bet your life on them. He's like, bro, first pump. They broke. And then. Wait. Yeah. And I go, wow, like I told you it didn't work. And then he spent like the next like 
three weeks at the clinic just like getting random tests on him because he was like, I have a contract. All right. You know what the most shocking thing about this story is? <laughs> the fact that you're telling me it was a time he actually used condoms. Yeah, right. And that's actually, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. And she just said that. He never <laughs> used like that he was perhaps the girl he was with was questionable. Like maybe like he's like, listen, I usually go into a fire that's a seven without any equipment, but once it gets past seven point one, I gotta stop putting like the gear on. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> we see he was wow. like, this is a nine and a half. Maybe your shitty condom just turned him off of condoms forever. It was that one experience, Good, and now he has twelve children because of you. They were terrible condoms. Like these things were like, they were. I don't know where we got them from. I think we got them from Potty City. I think they were like weird shaped balloons. <laughs> they were just balloons. <laughs> Not lubricated at all. <laughs> Potty City condoms. We used to blow them up. They used, we used to walk into the studio. At the, the radio studio, they no one liked us. And so they put us in this like 12 by 12, literally a closet with no ventilation. So when you opened up the door, it was like in the hallway where all like the like the um, the clubs were like the uh, newspaper and all that stuff. It was like, you know, all those executives up there. And we would just blow these condoms up all day and just tie them off. And there would just be piles of these blown cheap condoms inside the studio. So like when someone would walk open the door and there'd be a breeze, all these like blown up <laughs> condoms that just blew into the hallway. Uh, <laughs> executives at the school were just looking down the hallway. What the fuck is that? You're like, surprise. <laughs> every, every time they open that door, it seems like it's a New Year's Eve party. So, yeah. <laughs> But yes, he never uses condoms, which is hilarious now that I think about it. And he only has two kids. That's pretty good odds. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe. That we know of. Something yeah. happened. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the army. Maybe they gave him one of those like pills he took when he was enlisted in. Kind of, like, he has like eight kids in Korea right now that you don't know about. <laughs> could possibly. Which would be fucking hilarious. Maybe he'd probably be hitting on him in a chat room. It's really you. Yeah. Back in Boston. <laughs> Eight sex location pick. And you have a Venmo? You can send me some butts. I do these virtual dates. You come online, you Venmo me some money, like you're going to buy me a drink, but you just give me the cash instead. And then we'll I'm sure that's out there. That's probably, yeah, it's got to be a thing. Yeah, I'm sure it is somewhere. In the metaverse. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm on a date with this girl. She's really hot. And it's like, instead of it's not, it's like a dude. And his mom's basement was just experimenting with dudes in the metaverse. He's like, he's like, I'm not into dudes, but it's the metaverse. So anything goes. Yeah, it's it's not real. So it's okay. Okay. Yeah. It's like, whatever. I'm just having a good time hanging off some friends, doing some weird shit in the metaverse. There's no rule. <laughs> well, I guess a couple of months ago, they were like testing the metaverse, like VR goggles and stuff like that. And there was like a woman and a bunch of dudes. And like, without even missing a beat, the guys started like grabbing her boobs. Right. Like, virtually. <laughs> That's what it's for, is it? Right? Yeah. It's like it's like it's like you can't get in trouble for it. It's like you tell your wife, it's like she's not real. I was just grabbing air. You know what I mean? It's just like what the fuck? You can't get. You can't. Yeah, imagine right. being the person with the goggles on. You're the girl, and like seeing that coming towards you, like a person like coming for your boobs. Well, it's probably no different than he's in bed. And I think girls are horrified when guys go hand first into the chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like that move. The Frankenstein. Oh. It's, it's kind of what's this guy doing? Is he, you know, it's like he's going for the neck, I guess. Oh, <laughs> imagine that. It's like, looks like it's like a middle linebacker is trying to pass block you. It's like trying to go for a pass. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Oh man, hey, you're from um, New York, right? Yeah, born and raised in Manhattan. Manhattan. 
And you still live there. Good for you. Yeah, still never left, basically. Have you, it's weird because, uh, like, I mean, you know, there's a million comics in New York and no one's actually from New York City. There's only, like, five of us, maybe, which is just strange because, like, you'd think that there's millions of people that live in New York. Like, I think a million are born here every year. Where do they all go? Like, do they just right. die off or something? <laughs> like, how am I the one who survives? I don't know. Yeah, I made uh, it here. I'm the only smarts. That's right. It's my street smarts. <laughs> Have you? We, we've been seeing fucking crazy stories probably the last, like, year or so about New York. And we, Adam and I talk about it's like, we used to love going to that place. Like, I don't know. Is it as scary, as dangerous as it looks on TV? Or is it just just like another day, just another neighborhood? No, I mean, I, I think there's like a probably a rise in some of these kind of things, like stabbings and people getting pushed onto subways. Yeah. But you don't really see it. You do see more bums around. So I guess there's more possibility. Right. This lady, this uh, she must have been homeless. She came up to me on the subway yesterday. It was like 10 o'clock at night. And I had my headphones in. And I thought she was going to ask me for money. But then she kept talking. So I was like, excuse me. And she was like, is this the D train? And I said, yeah. And then she said, uh, do you have a boyfriend? But she was a lady, so I didn't get that. Like, yeah. And so I was like, I'm sorry. And I just walked like way far away because I figured she's going to try to push me probably. So you're a little bit more wary, but otherwise I, don't, I haven't seen any like crime happening myself. That's good. I think she was hitting on you. She was asking about the D train. Yeah, she went to my D and then... Yeah. Uh, Maybe do you have a boyfriend was her way just to find out if I was straight. And then if I said no, then she was going to be like, yeah. well, then, hey, I got the lady for you right here. She's like, let me ride the D train. Yeah. <laughs> like, Whoa. Oh, my God. I would if I was in the subways in New York, I would literally be like shoulders and back, like at the furthest corner where no one could. I can't get the <laughs> approach. You know what I mean? Like someone's going to jump out of like the tracks and pull me into them. Yeah, now when I'm like, well, as a train's coming towards me, like now what I'll do is I'll kind of plant my feet right. better so that just in case someone does try to push, I at least have a better like center of gravity. Plant yourself. You're like, all right, I get this. Yeah, because honestly, I'm really easy to push. So like, it doesn't take a lot. Even if a guy was just like pretending, like he just wanted to give me a little tiny shove, I would probably yeah. fly into the track. Yeah, I mean, I've almost got pushed once. We're, I was at a train in Boston uh, last summer, coming back from like a Sox game. And uh it's just you sitting on the platform and they're like this crazy guy was just running down, waving his arms in the air and stuff like this. And this the train's coming. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to go over here and uh, support myself. So, I <laughs> die. so my, my kids aren't fatherless because some crazy homeless guy threw him onto the third rail. Yeah. What a way to go. It's like, uh, how do you die? die that way? You want to at least be like a hero. Like some guy fell on the tracks and my dad threw him back onto the platform, but then the train hit him. He's, he's like, a great guy. I want to be like my dad went to a Sox game, got hammered and fell off the green monster. I don't want to. Yeah, hear, uh, he had a few drinks at a game. He was responsibly getting himself home. And unfortunately, was a victim of a, of a homeless crime. <laughs> a homeless I crime. Excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one time I was at a Yankees game. It was a playoff game back in the 90s, probably like 96 or 98. And like this drunk dude behind us was being real annoying the whole time. I was a kid, you know. But he's been real loud and annoying. And then at one point, I think the Yankees scored and he jumped up to cheer. And he just, we, I see him fly over my, my head and he like lands two rows in front of me. <laughs> he just went totally <laughs> airborne. <laughs> it was the best. Well, my bachelor party, we went down to uh, Jacksonville to go see the Pats play the uh, Jaguars. And uh, it was the hottest game of the year. And there was these like these like, kids sitting in front of us. They had to be like, if they were 21, they were barely 21, like from a frat house. And all of us were just, it was like six or seven of us. It was six of us. We were all sitting there with our past stuff on. And he's just like yelling at us. Like, 
Pat sucked. Tom Brady sucked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nick Foles. Like, Nick Foles. Yeah. Be, Nick Foles. Nick Foles. He's like, <laughs> and we're sitting there. I'm like, bro, I'm like, the game is just like 10, 20 minutes before the game even starts. Like, nothing's even happening. I'm like, what's going on? And you just lose it. <laughs> he made it about what? Five minutes into like the first period, uh, the first quarter, and he was bounced. Yeah, well, I remember good old Southern hospitality, the guy behind us being like, listen, I'm an off-duty cop. If you want to hit him, I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah. being disrespectful. Like, even oh. the fans were getting mad at him. Like, that's how. And, it, and it, was, it sucked because it was so hot out. You couldn't drink enough beer to get drunk. It was just I like, didn't even get a beer. I couldn't you, drink people at all. People were just sweating so much. And, like, these kids must have been, like, drinking bottle, like whiskey out of the bottle in the pocket before they came in because it was impossible to get drunk at this game. You were sweating so much. It was like the, the hottest game in like NFL history since like 1991, right? Yeah, like 20 years. Yeah, yeah it was like ridiculous. And um, yeah, these kids didn't even make it to the first the first quarter. They're screaming and yelling. And I'm like, bro, like, what's your problem? And I'm like, I did get, I think I we got like, I don't know, I got like 10,000 views on YouTube of this guy just yelling at me, which I thought was funny. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, you got to capitalize on what you can. I don't blame them though. I mean, what else is there to do when you're like a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, really? <laughs> right. True. That's, yeah, that's very true. And like, I wouldn't want to get it thrown out of like an NFL game anywhere else because like those tickets are really expensive. But I imagine at a Jags game, you can get them for like ten bucks. Yeah. So they, like, no, whatever. No. No. Well, yeah. Here's the problem: we paid a good amount of money for that game. If the next week they were playing the Jets, I know you're in New York. I'm sorry. And they, the signal. <laughs> I'm a Giants fan, so oh, Jets. Same thing. <laughs> no, 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 it's different. Jets are way worse. All right, we'll say. At least the Giants win. Yeah, yeah only against you guys. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I would say yeah. <laughs> Most of your championships, yes. There. <laughs> Fucking Giants. Eli. I think we had a conversation that was at the wedding that, that uh, I went to that Super Bowl, the second one against the Giants, and it fucking ruined my life. Oh, I don't remember <laughs> that, but uh, yeah, that must suck because yeah. you're like, this is a sure thing. The best part about that Super Bowl was uh, we went to a strip club afterwards. It was the only strip club in Indianapolis that was there. And uh, so we walk in and we sit there at the bar and we're kind of just like sad. And it's like dude walks in with like 20 people with him and he looks like a legal midget. He's a little person and uh, it happened to be 50 cents. And he's yeah. <laughs> shit, and he's designed, and like Giants fans everywhere, and that's Patriots fans are sitting there in Pervert Road, right next to eating chicken wings, looking at the girls dancing in front of us. And uh, this waitress comes over, he's like, he's, the guy over there bought you a couple of like a couple of Miller highlights. I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, who's that from? He's like, the guy over there. It was like, he waves his hands. He's, he's like, is that Fifty Cent? <laughs> bought us a round of drinks. Imagine Bro, he bought you just like vitamin water because he owns the company. Yeah, right. <laughs> Like, he just gets them for free, so he's just canning out vitamin water at the strip club. Like we're just gonna write it off as marketing. He's tossing it at the strippers. <laughs> it's full bottles. Yeah, that That's the triple X flavor. It's for you girls. That was the best part of that about that. Yeah, and then I think one of the kids we were with was trying to get a hooker, and I mean, we were like, we were like staying like forty five minutes south of Indianapolis, and like literally in farm country. We were at this like roadway. It was the only hotel available because by the time I got the tickets, we couldn't get a hotel. And he's, he's online and he's like, bro, I think I got us a, a lady to come over to have some fun. She says she's like in St. Louis. I'm doing the math in my head. I'm like Indianapolis, St. Louis, like at least five, four hour drive. I was like, it's a hike. yeah. And I'm like, we're not even close to Indianapolis. And I'm like, I don't know about that, bro. And then I'm like, then we just reading these other ones. And I'm like, I don't think we want to get a hooker in the middle of a farm. 
Like, I don't think this is going to work out for anyone. Like, this is a bad idea. And I'm like, and I'm the last person to say this is a bad idea. But this was that's, a bad idea. Yeah. Like, that's like why farmers fuck sheep. <laughs> right. The hookers are too far away. And then they won't tell. They'll stay, they'll stay quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in, the, in the metaverse, I hear the sheep can talk. Yes, probably. No, they'll have to get used to that. Well, because people can sometimes just pick if they want to be whatever, right? So maybe someone just wants to be a, I don't know, someone wants to be a donkey, just walk around the metaverse being a pervert. Yeah, yeah like, look, there's virtual, furries. They exist. Yeah, I was just say virtual furries, right? Every year we've talked about taking this show to the furry fest. So in um, Stanford, Connecticut, <laughs> on, yeah, we've uh, talked about this. The yeah. third weekend in October is furry is fur fest, and it's at the uh, Marriott Hotel in Stanford, Connecticut. I'm not, you can get this online. And uh, they do the fur fest and starts on Fridays and ends on Sundays. And basically they have like the ball and the dance. And like, if you go on YouTube, you can see like the greatest hits of the night. Like there's one, they're all holding hands, dancing in a circle and stuff like this. And I go, I want to know what happens after the fact. Cause these people are here are some kinky motherfuckers. Yeah. Is like, are any of them there only for the wholesomeness of being in no, a fur costume? I can't imagine. And they don't even know that there's sex stuff also. I mean, I've known people that walk in. Yeah. I know, yeah. I was gonna say, I, I know people going to like swingers clubs and not knowing it was a swingers club, and they were like, "Oh my god, and this is not what we thought we were going to." So <laughs> perhaps there is a percentage of people that go to fur fest thinking about. He's like, bro, I just like I like dressing up as a character. I'm like, yeah, man, me yeah, too. I'm, I was a college mascot. I, yeah. I, I thought we were all just getting together. It's like it's like old retired college mascots sewing up. Like, like, oh, dude, we can have our our mascot reunion here at fur fest. Everyone dresses up like us. And you show up there and everyone's just like, hey, where's your access panel on your costume? It's like, what do you mean by <laughs> access panel? <laughs> that, like those old pajamas where you're asked <laughs> two buttons. You know, that actually furries actually perplex me more than foot fetish people. Only because like at least foot fetish people like skin against skin is involved. Like I just can't picture being in a costume. And like I feel like I need that skin against skin feel like just costume like rubbing against each other with like a dick hole and like insertions like i can't imagine staying excited like i just i can't like it just wouldn't work i don't know you might have something like on the inside of the fur that makes it feel somehow better you know what i mean yeah it's all made of like some kind of silicone and you know those costumes not being clean regularly either you know no they're not it's like like a sweat bucket under there yeah it's just yeah it's just matted fur like the guy comes home and he's like, why does dad have his costume aired out on the uh, ping pong table in the backyard? He's like, what's well, out of breath and sweaty? <laughs> <laughs> I just had all that blood around the access hole. <laughs> oh, God. Why does mom believe the bottle of daddy's chicken costume? <laughs> <laughs> the other wife, it's cheaper if you just buy a new one. <laughs> <laughs> My dry cutting bills are through the roof. Uh. Oh, kids listening at home, if your dad shows up in a chicken costume and your mom's bleaching the asshole of the Axles panel, you know what he's probably doing what's for Stanford, Connecticut. Yeah, he doesn't just work for Chick-fil-A. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, Anthro, New England, 2023. Is wow. that this is? I'm, yeah, in Boston. I'm looking up right now. Go. Right now. Elon, if you're not doing anything next uh, January, Come up. I'm circling it in my calendar right yeah. now. <laughs> Circle it out at the waterfront seaport, January 19th to the 22nd, 2023. I'll pay we gotta we gotta that. decide what animals we're gonna wear though, so we don't double Shit. up. That's fine. I'll, I'll pay for your uh bolt bus to come up here. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be a fucking bull. I'm gonna have the the piercing. That's what I'm going with, like a Looney Tunes bull, you know, with a giant nice. yeah. I'm gonna be a giant sloth. 
Ooh, they just slide around and shit. Then you know, you then your limbs real slow. Yeah. I can catch you. <laughs> is that what you want? You want to be caught? That's yeah. what that is. It's <laughs> lazy. I'll go anywhere. Slide into the elevator. Like someone get my room number for me. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Well, we're approaching the end, Elon. We want to say thank you for joining us tonight. Oh, wow. I'll fast. Yeah, yes. Thanks for having me, guys. This was fun. Yeah. Nice talking to you. Finally, I think we talked about this uh, five years ago. Finally. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you're like, I got a show. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And you're going to be at Nick's on the 4th and 5th of uh, March, right? Yep. Come check them out. Come on out, everyone. Adam and I might check you out. Yeah, if you get away on a Friday after work. I'm always looking for an excuse to get out of the house with the kid and the wife and stuff. So, you know, this is the perfect opportunity. So. It's for work, huh? honey. It's for work. Yeah, it's a write-off. Yeah, we'll talk to the guy. We talk it's to for the taxes. Yeah, it's all work. So good. Perfect. Well, man, thank you for joining us. Uh, where we where can people get your information to your website? Or your yeah, they could go um, go to my Instagram at alonstagram e l o n stagram. Uh, I also I got a podcast about Billy Joel. If anyone here likes Billy Joel, it's called Billy Joel A to Z, and we talk about every single song Billy Joel's ever written in alphabetical order. Awesome. Uh, so that's also on Instagram at Billy Joel A T O Z. <laughs> Check that. So out. you're saying you like Billy Joel? I guess. Um, I wasn't as obsessed <laughs> with him before I started the podcast. It just seemed like a funny idea, and now it's all I listen to. <laughs> We're ninety episodes in. Wow, that's pretty cool. Did you like the '80s do up stuff? Were you more like the traditional like piano man '70s? I like the '70s stuff more. Yeah, I like the old stuff. Awesome, brother. All right, Elon Altman, thank you guys. Thank you for joining us. And uh, we'll see you guys uh, next week. Toodaloo. Bye. Bye, guys. Man.